absorbing what Mr. Neville, this fantastic mystic teacher, is telling his grandmother about how to fulfill the dream, how to attain the feeling of the wish fulfilled, how to maintain persistence in an assumption so that it hardens into fact. Basically, you know, secrets of the universe, right? Wisdom of the ages. And the boy is sitting there and he's absorbing it and he's thinking, oh, well, I know what I want. I want a puppy and not just any puppy. I want a collie. All right, welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Today, we are continuing with The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard, and today's episode is all about success stories. And today, we are learning about a very unexpected success story as a result of the law of assumption. Now, this is an excerpt from uh, the chapter titled Case Histories. This is chapter 23, but today we are really focusing on the third success story in this chapter. So I'm going to read Neville's words here. This is the story of a very unexpected result of an interview with a lady who came to consult me. One afternoon, a young grandmother, a businesswoman in New York City, came to see me. She brought along her nine-year-old grandson, who is visiting her from his home in Pennsylvania. In response to her questions, I explained the law of assumption, describing in detail the procedure to be followed in attaining an objective. The boy sat quietly, apparently absorbed in a small toy truck, while I explained to the grandmother the method of assuming the state of consciousness that would be hers were her desire already fulfilled. I told her the story of the soldier in camp who each night fell asleep, imagining himself to be in his own bed in his own home. When the boy and his grandmother were leaving, he looked up at me with great excitement and he said, I know what I want and now I know how to get it. Surprised, I asked him what he wanted. He told me that he had his heart set on a puppy. To this, the grandmother vigorously protested, telling the boy that it had been made clear repeatedly that he could not have a dog under any circumstances, that his father and mother would not allow it, that the boy was too young to care for a puppy properly, and furthermore, the father had a deep dislike for dogs. He actually hated to have one around. All these were arguments the boy passionately desirous of having a dog refused to understand, right? Now, in this case, we're listening to the story, the experience of a small boy whose heart is set upon a puppy. And that's what he wants more than anything in the world is a puppy. And the world of Caesar in this form, being his father and his mother, and now his grandmother are telling him, no, there's no way you can have a puppy. We forbid it. The heavy hand of the world comes down and says, no, you are not getting a puppy. Now let's see what happens. All of these were arguments the boy, passionately desirous of having a dog, refused to understand. Now I know what to do, he said. Every night, just as I am going off to sleep, I am going to pretend that I have a dog and we are going for a walk. No, said the grandmother. That is not what Mr. Neville means. This was not meant for you. You cannot have a dog. 
Approximately six weeks later, the grandmother told me what to her was an astonishing story. The boy's desire to own a dog was so intense that he had absorbed all that I had told his grandmother of how to attain one's desire. And he believed implicitly that at last he knew how to get a dog. Putting this belief into practice, for many nights, the boy imagined a dog was lying in his bed beside him. In imagination, he petted the dog, actually feeling its fur. Things like playing with the dog and taking it for a walk filled his mind. Within a few weeks, it happened. A newspaper in the city in which the boy lived organized a special program in connection with Kindness to Animals Week. All school children were requested to write an essay on why I would like to own a dog. After entries from all the schools were submitted and judged, the winner of the contest was announced. Guess. Can you guess? Can you guess who it is? <laughs> the very same boy who weeks before in my apartment in New York had told me, now I know how to get a dog, was indeed the winner. In an elaborate ceremony, which was publicized with stories and pictures in the newspaper, the boy was awarded a beautiful collie puppy. In relating this story, the grandmother told me that if the boy had been given the money with which to buy a dog, the parents would have refused to do so and would have used it to buy a bond for the boy or put it in the savings bank for him. Furthermore, if someone had made the boy a gift of a dog, they would have refused it or given it away. But the dramatic manner in which the boy got the dog, the way he won a citywide contest, the stories, the pictures in the newspaper, the pride of achievement, the joy of the boy himself, all combined to bring about a change of heart in the parents. And they found themselves doing that which they never conceived possible. They allowed the boy to keep the dog. All this the grandmother explained to me, and she concluded by saying that there was one particular kind of dog on which the boy had set his heart. It was a collie. All right, now let's talk about this. Okay. So eyes like a child, right? We have to have the eyes of a child. We have to have the ears of the child, imagination of the child. And the child is sitting there playing with the toy truck. And I know when I was a child, I definitely did the same thing. I'd be playing with whatever and listening intently to the conversation of the grownups. It's just fascinated by the world of the grownups, even though I was a small child playing with a toy truck in the living room floor. So this boy is doing exactly that. He's just absorbing, right? Absorbing what Mr. Neville, this fantastic mystic teacher is telling his grandmother about how to fulfill the dream, how to attain the feeling of the wish fulfilled, how to maintain persistence in an assumption so that it hardens into fact, basically, you know, secrets of the universe, right? Wisdom of the ages. And the boy is sitting there and he's absorbing it and he's thinking, oh, well, I know what I want. I want a puppy and not just any puppy. I want a collie. Now, what's the next step? What happens next? The world comes down and says, no, no, you cannot have a puppy. You cannot have a dog. Your mom doesn't like it. Your dad won't allow it. He doesn't like them. Even grandmother is saying, no, this is impossible. You can't have that. I don't care if you know what you think you know about 
how to manifest anything from the secrets of the universe, the wisdom of the ages. You can't do this. Use it on anything else, but not a puppy. And what does the boy do? Brazen impudence. The boy says, I know what I want and I know how to get it. And you can't stop me from using my imagination because my imagination is the truth that sets me free from all external circumstances. And so the boy, in infinite wisdom for his age, in his youth, decides to put the law to the test. And every night as he's falling asleep, he reaches out and he pets the fur in his imagination of a collie puppy. And what happened? What happened? I have ways and means you know not of. The father in me doeth the work. What happened? A way was made where the boy was able to manifest the Kali puppy and not just the Kali puppy, but he's able to manifest it in the perfect way, the perfect way, the ways and means I know not of. He didn't know how it was going to happen, but the father in him knew how to make it happen and knew how to make it happen in a way where it would stick. Again, as Neville wrote, the grandmother said, if uh, the money had been given to the boy, the parents would not have allowed him to use it to buy a dog. If the dog itself had been given as a gift, the parents would not have allowed him to keep it. They would refuse the gift. I'm sorry, this isn't going to work for us. But because of the elaborate way in which this puppy came into the boy's life, the winning of the citywide contest, the, the papers, the, the pictures, the all the hoorah about it, the, the publicity and celebrity of the experience, the pride of achievement and the joy of the boy, the parents couldn't help but accept the imaginal act made fact on behalf of their son. There's so much wisdom to these stories, so much wisdom to these success stories. And for those of you who think that the law of assumption is delusion, I would like to tell you something very important. It's because your assumption is that it is delusion. It's very lazy, very lazy to take a look at an idea like the law of assumption and to assume that it doesn't work. It takes a very uh, specific type of character to assume, hmm, maybe there's something here. Let me put it to the test. And that's all I will ever tell you to do is to put it to the test and see for yourself. Listening to other people's success stories is great and it is encouraging, but the end result of all of it, if it is to be successful, is that you yourself put it to the test and you must persist and your assumption, and you must be the thing. So if you're leaving me a comment below and you're saying, well, I've been, I've been assuming this for such and such a period of time, and I still don't have it. The fact that you're assuming you don't have it, you answered your own question right there. You answer your own question. Either you do have it because you assume it and you're waiting for the perfect timing in which it arrives, you know, in the perfect circumstances. I have ways and means, you know, not of the father in me do it the work, right? You have to be in the consciousness of having something in order to have it. You must be in order to have. So focus on being and don't measure the time. Don't measure success or failure. Focus on being and allow the father in you to do the work. In the comments below, tell me your success story. That's what I want to know. Tell me your success story. What have you manifested through persistent assumption? Leave a story in the comments below. Inspire yourself through the telling. Inspire others who will read your comments. Tap the thumbs up button to help others find this amazing success story about the power of imagination to manifest. What else would a little boy want other than a puppy? Such a beautiful story. So lovely. And subscribe to this channel so that you get the new success story from Daily Neville tomorrow. Imagine wisely, my friends, and I will see you in the next.